Hey, welcome back to another episode of Social Media Manager Confidential. Thank you for spending time listening to this episode. I know you don't have a lot of time, so the fact that you're spending it with me means a lot and I appreciate it. So today I got to chat with Sam, Samantha, Marcelino, and she had a lot of really great things to say. So let me tell you a little bit more about her. Sam's knack for cultivating engaged communities is undeniable and definitely one of the reasons she founded SGS Media, a digital media agency. Sam's community-first approach focuses on building an audience of your ideal clients, engaging with them through authentic social media and marketing strategies, and funneling them to the perfect service for them. We got to talking about how she got started as a social media manager and then built up her agency to have a full team of people that work for her and kind of how we met. It's been about four-ish years, I think. And just our experiences and pain points and struggles of building an agency and just the great things about it and the not so great things. So I will go ahead and let you give it a listen. Social media management is notorious for being high pressure, competitive, and changing literally every day, which is why it isn't surprising that most social media managers get burned out within the first two years. So how do you keep going? How do you stay up with the latest updates, protect your mental health, and build a successful social media management business that supports your lifestyle goals? Whether that's working from home with your kiddos or jet setting around the world, that's what this show is all about. Welcome to Social Media Manager Confidential. I'm Shantae Gorman, founder of a six-figure social media management agency and mentor to social media managers. And I'm here to dish on the ins and outs of the social media management world without any of the gatekeeping that can come along with it. You'll learn, you'll laugh, and you'll leave each episode inspired. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. I am here with Sam, and I am so excited to have you here, Sam. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm excited to be here, too. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we've known each other for how many years has it been now? I feel like it's been a while. It's been a while. It was like, you know, I was trying to figure this out, too. Definitely pre-pandemic. So I'm thinking four, three, four years. Oh, my gosh. Time flies. It does. That's a long time. But I've loved, like, watching your business grow. I remember talking to you when you were like just a baby social media manager, just getting started. And like, now you have a full agency and you're doing so many cool things. Shantae, I, so I followed you before I was a social media manager. And I remember reaching out to you about like, maybe I want to be a virtual assistant. And you're like, well, I can connect you with some people. And so it was like before all that. Wow. You were one of the first people who inspired me like, Hey, I can do this. I think I can do this. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I think that kind of just leans us very neatly into what is your current business setup like? Like I know you have a team and like all that, but kind of give us a breakdown. Yeah, for sure. So I am the founder of SGS Media, which is what my business has evolved into after a few years. Definitely when I started, it was me, myself, and I, but now we are like a full-fledged agency where we primarily help online service providers, course creators, and that sort of business model. And yeah, we have 
two account managers who run the day-to-day. I'm overseeing business development, so doing those sales calls, the marketing. I lead the strategy. They execute. We have a community engagement specialist. Everyone's freelancers, so just to throw that out there. And we have some more support too because we have virtual assistants. It is a well-oiled machine at this point, but it's taken a while to get here. Yeah, and I think that's something a lot of people, maybe they gloss over or they don't like really go into too much detail on where it's like, as you're building your team, it takes some time to like learn everybody's styles and communication and even like scheduling and just SOPs. And then even just making sure you like have the right fit. Cause you know, your first hire may not be someone who is going to stick around. It may be a couple of hires later where you really start building. So like all of that is very interesting when it comes to building an agency. For sure. I think right now, if you had asked me a year or two ago, what was the hard part? It was probably the SOPs, like going from being a, a solo person and just knowing what to do and why to do it and how to do it and getting that out of your brain so that other people can not only just do it, but also know what's good and what's not good. That would have been it. Now that we have all of that kind of stuff established, it's what you just mentioned, with it, which is leadership and managing people and kind of taking it to the next level. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. I feel like it's something like when you have your own business, you're always learning something new, whether that's actually like how to run a business or like how to price things or finances or even like how to be a leader or like a CEO. Like there's so many things that you have to learn how to do. Especially in this industry, because even when also put aside the business part of it, because we're we're entrepreneurs. And so we have that entrepreneurial mindset where we're always like, hmm, what else can I do or add? But like put that to the side, but actually our industry is constantly changing. So so those SOPs <laughs> need to be updated kind of constantly. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> those Mosseri updates, you're like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was having such a good week until you decided to post. <laughs> now we have to revamp everything. Yep. I mean, and that's just kind of part of it. Like writing it out, writing with the ups and the downs. like, And I say this all the time on the podcast, but like, that's truly what it is. There's always going to be something new or something broken or a glitch or whatever. That's kind of what drew me to this industry too, though, is that, is that it is ever-changing and it's exciting. And um, there's always something new to learn. And you know that's why people come to us because we like that stuff. The average service provider, which is my demographic, but the average business owner that needs to market on Instagram is like, oh my God, they changed it again. And I'm like, I know, right? You know, <laughs> that's why they come to us. Very true. Yeah. And I think if you're going to get into social media management, you will never be bored. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something. So how did you get started in social media management? You kind of mentioned a VA type of conversation that we had, but like, how did you get there? Yeah. I think like most people, it's it's a story. It's like, it's all over the place. And then it just kind of clicks one day. But for me, I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 plus years. But my background before having my daughter was in sales. I... <laughs> I would go door to door to used car lots and sell print advertising for the magazine Auto Trader. Oh, wow. Yes. So that prepared me for lots of things in life. Yeah. (laughs) Having that background in sales definitely, I think, is part of what translates so well in my Instagram stories, being able to just talk on my feet. Something else that helped that I've done in the past was I was a fitness instructor when my daughter was little because I could bring her with me to the gym. 
And, you know, getting on a microphone and talking to a room of people, seeing if they were getting it or not getting it, that has really translated well for me as well. And then, yeah, so in 2020, like I said, pandemic hit. I was like, what am I going to do? I had been doing Rodan and Fields, so um, multi-level marketing. And that's when I really first started dabbling in Instagram myself and just kind of being like, oh, I got to post something today. What should I do today? And this was like, this probably was a little before 2020, but it was right when Instagram stories came out. And I just loved them. I loved stories and to this day love stories. And so I think just all of those, like the timing of the pandemic, having some background in multi-level marketing where I was using it to grow my business, all of that just kind of collided. I did also go back to school when my daughter was 11. I'm trying to think like timeline wise, but which was around all around the same time. And I, had a gajillion credits that added up to nothing. So I was like kind of just trying to wrap up a degree so I could say I had one. And so I knew I was going to do marketing, but I had so many credits from when I was younger and I was just like changing my major all the time that I could get a minor. I'm like, what should I get my minor in? So I did digital marketing. And that's when, like we were just saying, I kind of got like hooked on, first of all, the books were out of date. <laughs> we were learning Google Analytics on things that was like, and the teacher's like, yeah, this isn't right, but let's practice with this. I'm like, okay. So it's so fast paced. I loved that. I loved learning that, you know, you could blend the art of like doing fun Instagram stories, but also look at the data and show that like, Hey, when you do this, this happens. And so I knew I had that in my back pocket pandemic hit. I started following people like you and I was like, you know what? I think I can do this. And the rest is history. Awesome. Oh, I love that. I feel like the pipeline of like becoming a social media manager. It comes from all over the place, but I think just starting like your own personal brand on Instagram, selling whatever it is, is kind of the common element where like people get a little taste of like strategically using social and then they're like hooked and they're like, okay, how can I help people do this? Yeah. Then people start coming to you once you start doing it for yourself, right? So I was doing Rodan and Fields and people on our team started asking me for help. And so that's, yeah, that's kind of, you get the bug for like, wait, maybe this is a talent that I have. Maybe there is something here. And for a while I was like, I didn't take it seriously. I'm like, am I really going to do this? Can I really make money doing this? And then, I mean, gosh, now everyone needs a social media manager. So yeah, why not? I think especially with the pandemic, everyone has realized how important having a social media presence is. So it's become a lot more fast paced, probably more competitive, Definitely more expensive because everybody's expecting a whole lot from us now. So, you know, there's a lot of things that have changed since then. <laughs> Keeping us busy. I'm going to slide right in here and interrupt for just a moment to let you know that you are personally invited to join the Sugar Punch community for social media managers. Inside this community, social media managers like you come together to meet and support one another, get answers to burning questions, and build a thriving social media management business. It's 100% free, plus you'll get access to exclusive trainings and resources, be invited to special events, participate in fun challenges, get added to our social media manager directory, and more. Create your free account by going to community.sugarpunchmarketing.com. I'll link it in the show notes for you. See you inside. Now back to today's episode. If there's anything you wish someone had told you before you got started, what do you wish it would have been? To raise my rates. <laughs> Charge more from the very beginning because you guys, it's so hard. It is so hard to raise your rates once you have clients paying a certain amount. And you know, 
I started, I was doing strategy sessions for $99. I was doing, my first client was 400 a month and I was doing all the things. You know, you have to value what you're, even even if you're just getting started, you're really helping them and you have to value yourself and and think about that. One of my first strategy, strategy sessions with you, Shante, I remember it was your birthday and you had like this sale for your birthday. I had a special sale. Yeah. <laughs> and we met and that was a big aha moment because you gave me a spreadsheet where we broke down your time, taxes, any platforms that you're using. All of this stuff is coming out of what you're charging people. And when I took all that out, I was like, you guys, I am still volunteering apparently. So yeah, just charge more from the start. Yeah. I think, and I think it takes time. Like if you're in that, like mindset of, can I really do this? Are people going to really hire me for this? Then you're going to charge the same way. Like when you're in those feelings or like in that mindset. And I think it's always that aha click moment where you like, okay, I'm going to take this seriously. Let's run it like a business. Let me look at the numbers, which is always scary looking at the numbers. Most people avoid that. But like when you realize like how much work you're putting in and then what that actually equates to like hourly rate wise, it's kind of a tough pill to swallow if you're like, oh, I could just be working at McDonald's and I would be making more than what I'm actually making right now. Like that doesn't feel great. <laughs> it does not feel great. And you also have to, I mean, I get it. In the beginning, you're trying to prove yourself. You're trying to build a portfolio, all of those things. But at the end of the day, you're bringing a lot to the table, more than just the hours that you're putting in. There's a lot that social media managers do that are not deliverables, right? Like, so keeping up with trends, like we said, it's ever changing our instincts to be a really good social media manager. You just have to like, know that this is going to work. And that's stuff that you can't, you can't put a number on and say, Hey, this is worth X amount of dollars. So bump it, (laughs) charge more. I'm telling you. Agreed. Agreed. So what I'm springing this on you, but what would you tell someone who is just starting out and like wants to grow their own agency like you did? What are like some tips you would give them? Okay. Building an agency is not easy. I would say, like I said earlier, that you need SOPs. You need to document everything before you think you need to. So even when it's just you, start thinking about your process. Have a framework in mind. So every time a client comes to me, From beginning to end, these are the steps we go through. That will make your life so much easier. Think about who you like to work with, both clients and also internally. Don't be afraid to ask for help with your systems. Something I think one of the reasons that I've been able to be successful so quickly with our agency is that I invested in things like your program. So you provide a lot of support as even like your ClickUp templates, right? Things like that helped me. I've also brought in, speaking of like finding help with the agency, I've brought in people who just to hire. So they talk to me, they build out the application, they run the application process, and then they just deliver me, hey, here's your like top three great prospects. Things like that, because just like we help our people with the thing that's not their zone of genius, marketing, to be an agency owner, you're now taking on your doing your finance, your HR, your, your, all the things plus, you know, your zone of genius, which is marketing. And so getting as much support as you can afford in the beginning is another. So those two things I'd say, document your processes and don't be scared to ask for help. Yes. I love that. And not just asking for help, but paying for it. Like you, you can DIY to your heart's content. We're all very tech savvy, but like 
sometimes it's better to just outsource to a professional who can get it all done for you. Yeah. Your time is valuable. Your time is valuable. And also to redo mistakes is so costly. You know, taking a course to learn what platforms to use is so important versus trying something and figuring out, oh my gosh, this is not working for us. And then the time it takes and the money it takes to move, even something as simple as being like, I don't like this email service provider anymore. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I just changed email service providers and it is a pain in the butt. Yeah. (laughs) So you're paying for things to get set up and you're also paying for all the lessons that these people have learned before you so that you don't have to go through as many growing pains because you're, you know, you're going to go through a growing pain. So yeah, get that out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. It's unavoidable. There's going to be growing pains. There's going to be clients that leave. There's going to be clients who are really obnoxious to work with. And you're like, why did I agree to work with this person? Like, it's just a rite of passage. Like all of these things are going to happen, but you can do your best to kind of mitigate them so that they don't suck as much as they could have. (laughs) I don't know that that's a very positive way to look at it, but it's very realistic. I feel like. I mean, it's never going to stop. It never stops. So exactly. (laughs) So you have like a mini course that you're working on that's free. Can you tell me a little more about that? So at the time of recording, we don't have a full name, but it's something along the lines of the five highlights every service provider needs to sell on social. I don't know. It's coming. It's coming. But basically it's going to be about really the genesis of this is for, it's for busy service providers to figure out how to use their Instagram profile to convert new followers into prospects. Because we know that when someone comes to your page for the first time, first of all, I feel like people always forget that once someone follows you, they like never go to your Instagram profile anymore. The only time they go is when they're like, who is this person? And then they hit follow or they don't hit follow. And one of the main things that they look at to decide if they're going to follow you after they look at your actual like bio is your highlights. And so it's so important. It's almost like a mini website. And the course is going to help you understand what those five highlights should be, um, how to use them to the best advantage. And we're going to have lots of templates and this is just a little mini course. So it's going to be free when we first launch. So I'm excited about that. I love it. I love it. I think highlights are like one of the most underutilized parts of an Instagram profile. Cause I am, I love watching highlights. Like I will do that before I look at any content. I'll like watch stories before I do anything else. So I feel like a lot of people underestimate how useful it can be. Yeah. It's part of our onboarding strategy, something that we do. And then we I've learned, so speaking social media managers, I've learned through the years to have in my contract, like a limit to how many times we can redo highlights because that also takes a lot of time. And sometimes with my course creators and online coaches, they like, they like to pivot. They're like, okay, we need all new highlights. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So those are things, little tip for social media managers, like put stuff like that in your contract. So Mm -hmm. you can still do it for them, but you need to charge for that. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's, it is definitely something that should be strategic and well thought out. I love that. So if it is out, I will link it in the show notes. And if not, I will link Sam's website and Instagram so you can go check her out and like bother her and be like, when is this available? (laughs) (laughs) We do have, we have a wait list. So either way, either way. Oh, there is a wait. Yeah. Well, we will have a link to something for you to go find that. (laughs) I already mentioned Instagram, but where can everybody find you, Sam? 
Yeah. Well, I'm just going to stick with that. I think that's the easiest way. So I am at Sam gets social. So there's double S gets social. And that's where I hang out most often in my stories too, because I love Instagram stories and that's where you can find me. Love it. Definitely go check her out. Send her DM. Let her know you listened to the podcast episode and that you loved it. Sam's a little bit nervous. First podcast episode. So let her know you loved it. She did a great job. And I'll link all that in the show notes as well. But thanks for coming on here, Sam. Loved catching up with you. And I look forward to seeing how else your business is going to grow in the future. Oh, thanks for having me. If you have any friends who are social media managers and work in social media marketing, Share the link to this episode with them and help them out. And if you're not already following this podcast, make sure you hit the follow button or the plus button in Apple Podcasts. You can get brand new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Learn more about my digital template shop, online courses, and mentorship program by going to my website at sugarpunchmarketing.com. And while you're there, make sure you join my safe, supportive community created exclusively for social media managers. It's 100% free to join and packed with really amazing resources, trainings, and people. See you next time.